going on guys thanks for tuning in this wednesday evening my name is zach hernandez and as always i am joined by my co-host matt Llewellyn. matt how you doing this evening it's good to be back it's good to be back um we got a weird midweek football game i don't really normally like the thursday night games i think they're kind of rough and hard on the teams but uh you know it's going to be a barn burner these are two good teams and we'll see what happens but the 49ers definitely need to win this one so let's jump into it it's going to be interesting um guys if you're watching on twitter head over to our youtube channel youtube.com slash 49ers hive you'll see our live stream we cannot see or interact with any comments left on twitter so don't think we're ignoring you that's just how twitter streaming is set up so go to our youtube channel while you're there hit like and subscribe shut up help out the show um before we get into the game though matt 49ers have some pro bowlers uh it came out today they got five debo samuel yep. trent williams nick bosa juice and george kittle obviously fred warner got snubbed um how, what do you feel about these five making it? I know it's not really that big of a deal, but just want to get your right. start. Uh, it's the Pro Bowl. Um, I don't know. I, it, it's cool. Like, it's cool to get the recognition, but I don't think that it's, I don't know. To me, all pro um, is the more important recognition. Um, pro Bowls are cool, but as we've seen before, you know, people are going to drop out of the pro bowl and then alternates are going to get, so you're going to have like six quarterbacks from each conference making it to the pro bowl. And like, are they all really deserving? Probably not. Um, but it is cool. Uh, and there's always these, you know, Fred Warner snubbed. Um, I think you said in the chat earlier, you thought Jimmy Ward was snubbed, which I don't disagree with. You know, there's always going to be the people that are left off the list. Um, I know Lake and Tomlinson was pretty high in the voting, but that's the thing. It's it's voting. So there's going to be some people that get left off because they don't have the same name cachet as somebody else does. So, it, you know, it just it's it is what it is. Um, but it, it's good to see those five guys get it there. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Ace Press says, how did Lake not make Pro Bowl? Dude, solid. I think that's another snub. Lake and Tomlinson just doesn't have the big name. I think it's kind of working against him. But he's had a fantastic year. Best year of his career, probably. Uh, yeah. Dylan said our guys probably won't be there because we'll be in the Super Bowl. I love it. I love the optimism, but your betting luck's going to run out sooner or later, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, also, they, they're you know they're a team on fire though. They're a team on fire, and they look a lot better than they did at the time that you know Dylan made his prediction. So good on you making that prediction. Looks like they're going to make the playoffs, and you get yourself a jersey. That's great. Um, let's hope they can keep it going. Um, you know, I, I'd love to see them in the Super Bowl, and I love being wrong in terms of the team, you know, proving me wrong. Uh, so, you know, it's one of those things. Um, I don't know. You expect disappointment, you're never disappointed. So, yeah, always totally. bet low. Uh, he also wanted to stop by, let everybody know the 49ers are not losing tomorrow, and that's a fact. A wise man once said, I called it. He had, he go. called the, the Bengals game, so I got, got to shout it out. Um, how's it going, Fernando? Merry Christmas as well. Yep, Merry Christmas. Um, Anthony Parrish should be joining us. Oh, speak of the devil. There he is. Anthony, how you doing? Whoa. Hey, Whoa. can you hear me? Whoa. Whoa. Whoa, hold Whoa. on, hold on. Give me a minute. <laughs> Look at this. Zach has no idea. <laughs> I don't know why sometimes it, it, it works and other times it doesn't. We're just going to go ahead and roll with this. Oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> can you guys hear me? Yep. Yep. Hey, how's it going? Hanging in Not there. Bad, just getting man. started. Yeah, nice post jersey. I like it. Yeah, repping our boy. Three sacks tomorrow. 
Three sacks okay. and a forced fumble. Like hey, it. don't take my prediction, you son of a <laughs> Perry, you son of a bitch. Three and a half sacks. <laughs> Two forced fumbles. <laughs> there you go. All right, so uh, let's get into this. Aspra added two linemen out for the Titans. So the full injury report for – we'll start with the 49ers. Unfortunately, Elijah Mitchell's out. Maurice Hurst is out. Talanoa Hufanga's out. And Greenlaw's out. Uh, Al Shire is questionable. That is the entire injury report for the Niners going into tomorrow for the Titans. Taylor Lewan is out. David Long is out. Uh, Laurel Murchison is out. And Roger Saffold is out. Looks like uh, Julio's going to play. He had been questionable kind of going up to the game, but it looks like I think he was a full participant today I saw. They activated A.J. Brown. Uh, Matt, I'll start with you. How concerned are you about the 49ers not having Elijah Mitchell for the third straight game? Yeah, you know, um, it is it is concerning because you can only count, and I know Dylan's going to make his – yeah, he's making his comment right now about Anthony's boy Jeff Wilson Jr., but – those performances are going to be few and far between. So, you know, you got the Tennessee Titans who have one of the better pass defenses in the NFL. You're going to need, be, need to be able to run the ball, and I don't know if they're going to be able to do it with with uh, Hefe, as it were. Um, it's a little concerning, especially because even though the Titans still don't have Derrick Henry, they're getting, you know, Julio Jones is going to play. By all accounts, A.J. Brown is probably going to play. So they're getting weapons back at, an unfortunate time for the 49ers to be going against them on a short week. Uh, so, you, you know, it, it, it makes it a little more difficult. Um, but this is a situation where with those two linemen out, it's you're just going to have to be like, hey, Bosa, you're going to have to pin your ears back. Ebby Cam, defensive line, pin your ears back, get after Ryan Tannehill and make him uncomfortable. Um, otherwise, you know, the 49ers are going to have to get into a shootout and, you know, they, they can do it. Um, but this team is a much better front-running team than it is playing from behind. So I'd rather see them get out early and be able to hold the lead. They just definitely need to be able to, you know, try to run it as best they can. And I think in absence of, you know, Mitchell, they're going to do the same thing they've been doing, which is, you know, line Debo up, get him the ball in the backfield, which I'm not a huge fan of. I still think that that's exposing him to too much punishment, but it's what they have to do. So... Hopefully Jeff Wilson Jr. can have two straight weeks in a row, but his history doesn't indicate that. So we'll see what goes on. Definitely. Um, Perry, we talked about this in the, the Falcons wrap-up show, running Debo in between tackles late in the fourth quarter, up multiple scores. He's been dealing with a couple injuries this season, but for the most part, this is kind of the healthiest he's been. What do you expect out of him tomorrow night? Uh, this might sound kind of crazy, but I expect at least 10 carries from Debo. It's going to, it's going to be a tough sledding game because the Titans, I uh, got the stats right here. They are second in the league in rushing yards allowed at 86 per game. That's, I mean, tough run defenses. I don't exactly like Jeff Wilson's odds against that. So as much as I love Jeff Wilson, I got to be real. I agree with Matt. I think it will most likely be a tough day for Jeff Wilson. History indicates that he isn't really consistent in between games. And plus two, he's just oft injured, man. I know he's always dealing with some type of leg injury. So I'm not going to say he will get injured by any means, but giving him more than 15 or 20 carries, you're testing that health a little bit. So you have someone like Debo who is very dynamic, very quick in between the tackles. He hits the outside zone just as good as Raheem Mostert, in my opinion. So you will see a lot of Debo Samuel. And again, the Titans have a really, really good run defense. They're averaging less than four yards per carry. Again, with that run defense and like I said second in the league so it's going to be a tough day 
that's why I expect Debo Samuel to get at least 10 carries because in between the tackles, or excuse me, in between the guards inside zone, we know that's where Jeff Wilson eats, but you have guys like Jeffrey Simmons who lead the Titans' uh, defensive line, and it will be tough sledding. It's going to be a big Tom Compton, uh, Daniel Brunskill type of game. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see them run on the right side much at all, which has been the case all throughout the season. So, yeah, I agree. I mean, I hated Debo Samuel getting carries, you know, late into the Falcons game when he didn't need it. And now you're asking them to most likely take on 10 plus carries. And although the Titans have a very so-so secondary and just pass defense as a whole, that doesn't mean that Jimmy Garoppolo will have a good day. Again, he has never gone three straight games without an interception. So to anyone betting out there, if you want to take the half over on Jimmy Garoppolo's interceptions, it might be the time. But I think it'll be a big Debo Samuel 10 plus carry type of day. And I don't like that. But again, Matt said it himself too. It's kind of what's going to have to be called for. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Unfortunately, the whole Jimmy Garoppolo stat, we'll have to see if that if that holds up. Maybe he's going to break that. I don't know. We'll see. Um, how's it going, 49 Media? Thanks for tuning in. Hit like and subscribe, guys, if you're watching on YouTube and you haven't. Um, it really helps the channel out. Um, yeah, I, I'm expecting – I don't know, man. This is kind of a tough game for me to predict what's going to happen. It's a short week on the road. The Niners this season have played well on the road, so that does give me some hope. But the Titans, I don't know why so many fans are, like, writing them off as just kind of a, another trash team they're lining up against. They're a tough team. Um, I mean, they're – what? Nine and five, five and two at home. Like it's Tannehill. I mean, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but I, I think it's Tannehill. 14 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. Yeah. That's what I thought Jimmy was going to have this season. I thought he was going to be one to one, but Jimmy's been really good. But yeah, I just to kind of bounce that point off, I think it's been Tannehill. Everyone's kind of doubting. And I don't blame him. He's not been good. Jimmy's been better. He he hasn't been good, but to be fair, the Titans haven't had anything by way of a rushing offense since Derrick Henry left. And a lot of those turnovers have come since then. Um, I think, I don't know. And, and, you know, to push back on a little bit on, you know, their so-so pass defense, like I'd say their corners are so-so, but their safeties are really good. Bayard and Hooker are really good. Um, the Titans have 13 interceptions, and we know Jimmy doesn't like to see safeties. Uh, and so when when you kind of balance it out there, not to mention their interior linebacking core got a boost. Um, Evans was already really good, and then you add Zach Cunningham, who's probably going to play. You know, you're put Jimmy likes to throw the ball over the middle and the Titans defense in the middle is pretty stacked. So it's something to worry about. And, you know, for as as bad as they've been, they're 13th in yards, you know, so they're not they're not the worst in the league in terms of passing Um, combined defense. They're they're right there at the cusp of like top 10. So this is going to be a tough test and Jimmy's going to have to bring his a game. And, you know, I know that Dylan doesn't think Jimmy's going to throw a pick, but how many games is Jimmy going to go in a row without a pick? So he didn't have a pick it hasn't last been week. Three. It's never yeah, been three. It hasn't been three. So I don't know. Would this be the third one or the second one? This will be the third one. Yeah. No, he's throwing a pick. He's throwing yeah. a pick for sure. It has all the, the, the makings of that type of classic Jimmy game. I it just does. Hope not. It does. And that's why I worry about it. It feels like it's going to be that Jimmy game. Go ahead, Zach. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just hope not. The 49ers, when he doesn't turn the ball over, they're a really good team. What he doesn't put them in position in, in bad positions to where they, their defense then gets a short field, or if they're suddenly spotting the opposing team seven points, they're good. And they, yeah. they love playing with the lead up until a certain point. Then for some reason, they just so, stop adding to it. So you say that Jimmy Garoppolo without Jimmy Garoppolo in his career, when he has not thrown an interception is seven and zero. but go. let that sink in, but let that sink in. 
He only has seven starts where he hasn't thrown an interception. Jesus. So the odds are likely that he's going to throw a pick. Yeah. It just it's going to be when does he throw it? Is it going to be in a crucial time or is it going to be like one of those uh, they're up by fourteen? Who doesn't you know who cares? He threw right. a pick against the Vikings and they won. So I think seven to one. <laughs> seven to, no 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 no. When he hasn't thrown an interception. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I when he know. has not thrown has a not, single interception, yeah, seven he's seven and zero, yeah. which means he's thrown a pick in every yeah, start okay. except for seven. Yeah, which my is fault. pretty bad. Yeah. That's really the moment bad. an interception gets in there. Yeah, then it's then it's a toss up. I mean, he still wins more than he loses, but you know that's still not the best. Yeah. So looking at the Titans right now, last week obviously they lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers, nineteen to thirteen. The week before that, yes, they beat the Jags, but they beat them twenty to nothing. I think you would have liked to have seen a little more of a beatdown. Um, then the last, two games previous to that, they lost to the Patriots 36 to 13 and the Texans 22 to 13. They haven't topped 20 points in the last what month. I, I mean, I, I feel like they should definitely, if the 49ers can hold them to 14 points or under, I like their chances. I mean, I mean, what yeah. do you think, Matt? Is it basically first to 21? Yeah. It's interesting. Um, the points thing, notwithstanding, I think the lower you hold, I mean, if you hold them under 20, they're averaging about 25. If you hold them under that, I think you got a good shot at winning. The interesting thing about the Titans is that, the, is that they're the opposite of the 49ers. Okay. So the 49ers are one and four in the division. The Titans are four and one in their division and only five and four outside. So the 49ers have a shot to go in there and really do some damage, but they have to play turnover free football. They have to play crisp football like they've been doing. And, you know, you'd really like to see it. But these short week games get really weird and a lot of funky things happen. You know, um, the weather's supposed to be clear, so it's not going to be a huge factor. But temperatures at game time are going to be probably in the upper 40s. So it's going to be cold. You got to worry about your players in that aspect. But really, you know, it, you just you want mistake free football. And yes, you want to hold the Titans. But if the pass rush is not getting home, if Julio Jones and A.J. Brown are playing, those cornerbacks are going to be in for a rough day, and we're going to see if they can hold water because so far the 49ers have been able to get sacks. Um, you, you just want you want to see them to continue to do that because you don't want to have Ambry Thomas and Josh Norman playing outside against A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. That's not a recipe for success. No, not, not at all. Um, and I think one of the biggest kind of changes we've seen from this 49ers defense in the last month, six weeks is that they're, they're starting to get turnovers. I mean, the first half of the season, they weren't getting turnovers. They were barely getting any, I think they were, you know, in the minus in the turnover differential. Um, Perry, do you think they are able to get a couple, at least one tomorrow against Titans? I know it's something that's hard to predict, but I kind of think they might need to get one or at least win the turnover battle to win this game. What, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, Ryan Tannehill has been the absolute turnover machine. And really, like Matt said, since Derrick Henry left. I mean, Henry leaves. Titans' run game has been okay. Obviously, it's not the same without Henry. But now you're relying on Tannehill more. And also, too, coming into this game, just because Julio and A.J. Brown are healthy doesn't mean they're healthy. You know what I mean? It's obviously guys coming healthy. And at this point in the season, everyone's going to be banged up. But you have Julio, who has been extremely underwhelming this season. 
and you have AJ Brown who just can't stay healthy. Like I wanted to push back on that just a little bit because talking about Julio Jones, because I know I don't like being a box score type of guy, <laughs> but on the season, Julio's only got 25 catches for 360 yards. And I think a lot of that does have to do with Tannehill, but at the same time too, Julio, he's not washed. And I think we can still write his name to say that he is a good wide receiver still, but he's nowhere near what he used to be. And I'm not saying that means it's easier for Norman or Ambry Thomas, but it is something to consider that Julio is having a down year. And then you have AJ Brown, who's also banged up. So just knowing that and knowing how Tannehill has been, I think we could just hope that he throws an interception or fumbles, but this will be a very big pass rush type of day. Bosa, Key, Ebucam, those guys need to hit home. There's absolutely no excuse to not sack Tannehill three times as a team, especially with their banged up offensive line. And if it's going to be the short type of game for Tannehill, then it's going to be a big linebackers day, but nah, they got to win the turnover battles. Even if they're one-to-one, the Niners need a turnover and they need to get points off that big time. Definitely. Um, I think I'd be curious to see how, how many games Julio and AJ Brown have played together. Cause I'm willing to bet it's not a lot. They both battled injuries this year. And I think that's kind of part of it. Cause if you look at, like the early stats. So I think Julio was out early and you saw AJ Brown really struggle. They played together a little bit and AJ Brown got better. And that I don't know. I don't know. It just seems to me that I, I don't think either one has been super healthy. AJ Brown was healthy for like three weeks, yeah. essentially, and then hasn't been healthy the rest of the season. I think that puts a lot of undue pressure, particularly because their tight end isn't very good. So. And when you lose Derek, I mean, there's such a running back heavy offense anyway. Those passing attempts are going to be few and far between in terms of like what you can catch. So while I hear you, it's going to be interesting to see what the 49ers can do with both of them out there. It's going to be, you know, but I agree. Julio's not the Julio Jones that was in Atlanta by any stretch of the imagination. That doesn't mean he's still not dangerous and that a veteran Julio couldn't cook somebody like Ambry Thomas because they probably put Josh Norman on AJ Brown, who's the more, uh, you know, the, the, the bigger threat. You know, and, and we're all talking about the, 40, the Titans, excuse me, passing game, but their running game has been going off too. I know you guys touched on it a little bit earlier, but I'm looking at the stats here and they have 200 yards rushing in two of the past three games. Um, Dante Foreman's averaging 169 yards over the past four games, third in the league behind Philadelphia and Indianapolis. I'm sorry, the Titans as a whole, not just Foreman. Um, so that's, they're a heavy, heavy rushing team and the Niners will need to do yeah. their best. And they've been good at it defensively. Well, you also have to look at their opponents, too, because New England is not good against the run this year. We, we just saw Jonathan Taylor absolutely cook them. Um, and Jacksonville is not good at anything. They're not. They're just not good at football. So I, I would be careful what you take away from the games that they've had, you know, two out of the last three where they're rushing well. The 49ers have a pretty stout, you know, rushing defense. And it, they're not the best, but they're definitely not as bad as New England and Jacksonville are. Good point. Good point. Yeah, they have gone up against some pretty ugly teams recently. Um, to touch on what Matt was saying real quick, Julio and AJ have only played five games together this year. I, I was just looking at it right now. Yeah, five that, that's that's not a lot. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, both. Definitely. By the way, both are going to be slightly injured here, so maybe it doesn't become a factor. Um, I just, you know, when you see those two names out there, the, just the name recognition alone is enough to just make you think a little bit. But hopefully the 49ers take care of business. I think they need to play the those two receivers outside. I don't think they want any part of Ward or Tart. Um, I, I definitely wouldn't. And I don't think they have another guy that's going to be able to take the pressure off underneath. So 
they can't get the cornerbacks outside. And if the pass rush is getting home, that's going to be easy breezy. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think that just Nick Bosa as a whole and what Arden Key has provided to this defense the last couple of weeks has been huge. And I think, Perry, we talked about it on Sunday. Key has basically filled that D Ford type role, at least recently. I would love to see him do it for the rest of the season. But if he's able to continue this trend that he's on, that's huge for the Niners defense because they've just been begging for somebody else on that defensive line to step up and help Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa is getting held every single snap, not getting his calls, and he still has 15 sacks on the year, which is just insane. Um, I believe Alden Smith has the record at 19. Is that correct? The the franchise record? Yeah. Do we do we see Bosa tie or break that this year? Perry? You, I think you guys know what I think. I think he will. I, I had to represent him for a reason. Um, I mean, he's got Tannehill, Davis Mills, and Matt Stafford. And the Seahawks' offensive – or excuse me, defensive line the other night looked pretty good against the Rams' offensive line. Stafford was getting hit pretty hard. So I like both his odds. Um, with that being said, though, I wouldn't be surprised if the refs missed five or six holding calls on him. Like I was just about to say that. It depends on yeah. whether or not he's getting choke held or not. Um, the right tackle who's in – for uh, the Titans right now, Questenberry's given up 11 sacks this year and over, I think, 15 or 20 pressures. So I tweeted out. I was like, well, that means Bosa's getting held. <laughs> He's getting held pretty bad. So with that being said, I think realistically, I think he'll finish with 18 or 19. He'll get really close. Um, if he just happens to eat tomorrow night and then against the Texans and Lions or Rams, yeah, I, I definitely think he can break it 100%. Nice. I, I think so too. And Matt is predicting he's going to break it like any game now. So I think, I think that I think that Bosa is going to challenge the NFL sack record in this season. Is it 22? Remind me. 22 and a half. 22 and a half. Yeah. Jeez. 22 and a half. Justin. I mean, TJ Watts going to, I commented this the other way. I couldn't believe it. TJ Watts, 17 and a half sacks in 10 games. I was like, what the hell? Like he's missed two games. He's missed. Right. It's crazy. Yeah, so that's pretty crazy. But um, no, I think Bosa has a good shot to get it, especially given the opponents that we have left, the quarterbacks that we have left. Um, there's definitely a chance. And, you know, I think that he's going to get the 49ers record and fall like a sack or two short of the NFL record. But I think that he gets like I'm, I'm guessing 20 and a half is what my final prediction is. That'd be awesome, man. Uh, speaking of Arden Key, though, I'm looking up his stats here. He has a half sack in six of the past seven games. So he really is coming on as of as of recently. And it helps the 49ers defense so much. And we saw it. I, I think I noticed it. And and I mean, the commentators couldn't stop talking about it in the Bengals game. And then a little bit last week, but more so in the Bengals game, how much D'Amico Ryans is helping his young corners with pressure up front, the linebackers, and not always the safety help over the top two. Um, how much do you think, Perry, is that, helping guys like Ambry Thomas not get completely exposed because they're still looking rough out there, but he is getting some help from his DC. What, how do you, how much do you think that helps to join the Ambry Thomas defense squad? I think Ambry has been in a good position quite a bit in the two games he's been in. I mean, he's just been mossed. You know? <laughs> Sometimes you can't do anything about that, but he's played in two games. You know, the fact that a rookie is in good position to make a play on the ball in two games, and yet he's just not, you know, there yet. That's fine. I can live with that. But when you have Bosa, Arden Key, uh, Eric Armstead, and everyone else just pushing pressure after pressure all afternoon and evening long, you got to give D'Amico Ryan's props for that. And of course, Chris Krasierik, that guy is just a defensive line machine. But a lot of us, including myself, I will admit that I was really tough on D'Amico early on. 
And it's just sometimes the defense in the first eight weeks of the season was really ugly. I think Matt might have been too. But I also want to say that Matt was a big proponent of just saying that D'Amico needs time. And it's true. He needed time. And you look at what's going on now. And D'Amico is operating a top 10 defense, and he doesn't even have healthy corners. He doesn't even have a healthy defensive line. He doesn't have healthy linebackers. It's just, and then plus Tarden Ward half the time are getting banged up in the game. He just lost to Fonga. So I give D'Amico all the props. And I will admit when I'm wrong, I was very wrong that D'Amico just needed some time. And you look at what's going on now, and it's not even that the Niners are turning the ball or forcing a lot of turnovers. They're just executing. We saw the Falcons game last week where they were just machines on the goal line. I couldn't believe that. And that's another thing, too, that kind of comes into this game is can the Niners win in the red zone on defense? And I think they can do that. That I mean, that is one of those things where execution falls on coaching. And the fact that D'Amico Ryans is doing that as a rookie defensive coordinator – I would not have thought that, especially after the first few weeks. I would not have thought the Niners were operating a top 10 defense as of right yeah. now. Yeah, and you know, the, the thing that I saw early that was a problem for me was that while D'Amico was kind of getting his feet wet, he seemed to struggle with adjustments. And I saw a change, and one of the biggest illustrations of that change was if you notice the, and I think uh, our own Scott is going to do an evaluation of what Ambry Thomas is. Hey, the thing worked. Good yeah, I don't know why anyway. it doesn't sometimes. But. <laughs> uh, so back to it. Um, Ambry Thomas, when he got his first start, they were using him in a lot of zone, and he was just getting cooked. He didn't know where his zone was supposed to be. He didn't play zone in college. He played press man. And against the Falcons, you saw him pressing a lot more. Kyle Pitts to the outside, the gauge play. He still got a little bit cooked, but uh, in a lot of those, he was still in a position to make a play, and it was the better situation for him. And that, to me, speaks to D'Amico Ryans being able to adjust his scheme to his personnel to try to maximize what they can do. And so that's promising in and of itself. Um, and, and, you know, like Perry said, the, these are not great corners that he's working with. And he's doing a fantastic job of, you know, taking what he has and trying to use it in a way that's going to mitigate their weaknesses while enhancing their strengths. And I think that you've seen this team kind of gel together under, under D'Amico over the last, you know, six seven weeks and it's just, it's been fun to watch it, it really has and and we were talking about this well i know scott and i were discussing it in our in our chat last night and i was saying i think D'Amico might have okay so that's probably why it throws it off when we have the comments um D'Amico, when we've seen the adjustments come i think a little quicker than we saw with robert sala and Scott was basically saying, well, but he has maybe a little more talent. And he was kind of naming some of the guys, Cassius Marsh and, you know, all these Richard Robinson, like old 49ers that we, I think I forgot Sala started off with. So I don't know if I, I can fairly say D'Amico has done a better job at adjusting, but he's done a good job at adjusting. We've seen him do things like within a half where, okay, this isn't working, then we're going to stop doing it. A couple of games that having Ambry Thomas in, okay, we're going to have some safeties help over the top. And I really do think it's impressive um, from a rookie DC. Matt, I'm going to go back to you. Do you think that we're, the Niners are only going to have him for another couple of years? Is it going to be something like Sala where he's going to get these head coaching looks in a couple of seasons if he continues like this? Um, it, you know, it's difficult to say. Um, the league tre typically trends towards offensive coaches. I'm not going to say that he's not, but I mean, a lot of people even thought it was quick for him to get a defensive coordinator job and that step up to head coach is just a little bit extra. I think that he is self-aware enough to know that he's going to need more than like two seasons as a DC to become a head coach. 
And I think he's going to be patient with himself because the last thing that you want is to be one of these former guys that is, oh, he's a great coordinator, but he's a terrible head coach, you know? And then you end up like somebody like Jason Garrett, who is now kind of persona non grata in the NFL. He got fired as an offensive coordinator. That was his bread and butter was that Jason Garrett was like a good OC and like a middle of the road head coach. Now he's not even a good OC. So you have to be very careful being that hand selected hand chosen guy. And I would say the same thing with uh, Kellen Moore, the play caller in Dallas where, Hey man, like he needs uh, some seasoning before he gets there. I could see D'Amico. If he really wanted to take a head coaching job, I could see him starting off in college and doing it that way, going to college because D'Amico to me with the personality that I've seen on film, I think he would be a fantastic college recruiter. And I think he'd be able to get out there and get some really talented guys. And at the same time, the expectations to you need to win now, win now, win now, depending on the program that he's at. I don't think he would get a power five school right off the bat, but you know, it's, it's not necessarily there. His name cachet as an NFL, a former NFL linebacker and as an NFL DC will carry weight and give him some time to build his ability to be a head coach. Because as Robert Saul is finding out in, in New York, it's not as easy as some of these guys make it look. Um, some of these people definitely do not have the, you know, their talent is fine, but the team talent is really bad and they don't understand what it takes. And we've seen it with Kyle. We think that Kyle is this genius coach. He's really genius at the offensive play calling, but there are some aspects that of head coaching that he really had to get used to. So for D'Amico, I see him being a DC for a while, maybe a college head coach, but not necessarily a head coaching candidate in the NFL just yet. Maybe in like five years, I would say. I think that's fair. That that's a pretty good um, estimation, I'd say. Um, we're gonna get into some predictions here. We know it's a weeknight. We won't keep you guys too late. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Hit like, hit subscribe on our YouTube channel while you're here. Um, we do our offensive, defensive, MVP predictions. Let's start with offense, since I already know who Matt's. Wait, Zach, you're forgetting. What? We got to pay the bills. MyBookie.ag. We got to do our prop bets, my man. Okay. All right. Let's do that. Before we get into any of our predictions, we got to pay the bills, like Matt said. So, guys, right now, go over to MyBookie.ag. Sign up with promo code HIVE, as in 49ers HIVE, H-I-V-E. And right now, you will get your first deposit instantly matched all the way up to $1,000. You deposit $100, they'll match $100. $200, they'll match $200. And you'll also get a $20 uh, my bookie casino chip to bet in the my bookie casino, mybookie.ag. Last week in the Falcons game, I won 100 and I think 180 bucks. Um, it was nice. I bet the 49ers would be up seven to nine points at half, and that Debo touchdown right before half put them up exactly seven. So it was really nice. You could win some money, bet on the 49ers. Perry saying it's likely Jimmy's going to throw an interception. That's a prop on there. Bet bet on there. Make some money, guys. MyBookie.ag, promo code HIVE. Bet anything, anywhere, anytime with MyBookie. Shout out to MyBookie for sponsoring the show. We appreciate you. Uh, next, yep. we got to shout out our merch. Shop49ershive.com, promo code RGS15, as in red, gold, standard, 15. Uh, we got a new Christmas merch I don't have up right now. I just got actually my sample. It's George Kittle's celebration, placing the star on the tree. It's really cool. Go check it out, guys. Shop49ershive.com, promo code RGS15. Next, we got what Matt calls the gold stamp. 
get acre gold. You guys can buy gold for as little as $50 a month. You no longer have to fork out hundreds of dollars to buy gold at once anymore. And as soon as you reach the market price of two and a half grams of gold, acre gold will send you a gold bar. Matt calls it a stamp because it is little. I think people think gold bars, they automatically think of the movies and they think of that giant gold brick. It's two and a half grams. Okay. It's weighed out. Shop acre gold. Click the link in the description and start buying gold for as little as $50 a month right now. And last but not least, guys, 81 Vino. You got to shout out 81 Vino. Terrell Owens. There you go. Matt's drinking some right now. He has started his own wine company. If you go to 81vino.com, enter promo code HIVE, you'll get 10% off your purchase and free shipping on two or more bottles. Go support Terrell Owens as he tries to become a wine connoisseur and businessman. Shout out to 81 Vino and shout out to all of our sponsors, guys. They support us, so make sure you guys go support them. All right. Let's get into these predictions. I already know you're defensive, Matt, so we'll start with offense. No, no, no. We got to do the prop bets. Okay, okay. The prop we'll get bets. into those now first. Okay. Yeah, the prop so, bets. These are the fun ones. Offensive, defensive MVP. Y'all know what I'm going to say for defensive MVP already. All right. So we're going to take advantage of our MyBookie sponsorship and yes. talk about some fun bets that we got going on right now. Yes. Um, Matt, do you want to go first? Yeah. So the 49ers are... Uh, it, a negative 215 odds bet to score in the last two minutes of either the first or the second half. And they're such a good two-minute team that I really like this bet. Um, it's one that I, I would definitely play myself. I think the 49ers are great within two minutes. You're taking the decision-making kind of out of Jimmy's head. You're giving him one read. He's really good at that. The 49ers have done a great job scoring, particularly at the end of the first half. So this is one that I would definitely that I definitely like. Um, 49ers scoring within the last two minutes of each of either half. I like that. I like that. I got two for you guys. I got two for you. Um, and they're both pretty big odds right now. Um, I have Brandon Ayuk. This is this one's a little out there. This is a little more of a of a stretch, but Brandon Ayuk, 120 or more receiving yards against the Titans. Um, that's a nice bet right now. Um and I think it's like plus 91 or something like that. Plus 90. I missed it. I have it on my phone here. Um, and then this is a good one. I got the 49ers will win the first half by 10 to 12 points. And get this plus 900 plus 900 right now. So I put 20 bucks down. If they win by 10 to 12 points, first half, I'm getting 180 bucks. My bookie.ag promo code hive. Anthony, do you have any props? Uh, I got one. I'm peeping my bookie right now. And you were talking about how you did the first half uh, point cover, right, Zach? It was 7-9. to nine. Well, I think I like the Niners' overall margin of victory. Right now, the Niners is uh, plus 600 between 13 and 18 points margin of victory. I like that. And then that will kind of carry us eventually when we do the score predictions. But, guys, I really like 13-18. to 18. I absolutely think this is the type of game where the Niners are just going to force a lot of turnovers against the Titans. And you know what? I think a uh, two- to three-touchdown cover – I like that. I like that type of a uh, type of dominating victory for the Niners tomorrow night. Damn. All right. I love it. Primetime win blowout. That'd be awesome to see, you, you know, real quick before we get on one of the most tempting ones always for me, cause it's always like plus two to 300 as a defensive or special teams touchdown. It's I love just, that one. It's always so tempting. Always so tempting, but yeah, I mean the easiest bet that you could make, and it's not like the odds on it are always terrible. But the easiest bet that you can make is if whether or not a safety is going to be scored. Like that one's almost yeah. always no, and they always put it on the prop. But you know, it's like it's such overwhelming odds. 
I'm actually going to look it up right now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we can move. I'll get back to you on that. Let's move on to offensive and defensive MVP. You got it. Uh, first, we got a comment. Eric says, sorry, tuning in late. I know Matt will know the gents reference, though. Hello, gents. Is that a, is that a military thing? No. <laughs> I don't know All if right. I do know. Uh, explain, actually. I want to make sure that I'm not that I haven't dipped too much into the 81 Vino. I think it's uh, something between you two gents, if you catch my drift. All right. Offensive. Sure. Offensive prediction. I'm just kidding. That's my brother. By uh, the way, uh, the 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 no safety is a minus two thousand bet, so <laughs> it's a pretty overwhelming favorite. Damn. All right, <laughs> uh, Anthony, you want to take take it away with offensive MVP prediction? Yeah, offensive MVP prediction, man. You know, normally this would be my stomping ground for Jeff Wilson Jr., but uh, unfortunately, <laughs> I really don't like his odds tomorrow night. I think we'll have a fine game. Don't get me wrong, but it's not going to be a repeat 100-plus yard performance that we may be expecting. I mean, again, Debo Samuel probably will get the, not the bulk, but he will, in my opinion, get 10-plus carries. So with that being said, my offensive MVP is going to be George Kittle. And the reason why I said that is because I think former Titans uh, safety Kenny Vaccaro believes that Kevin Byard is going to strap him down tomorrow night. We've seen this story all afternoon or anytime you see something like this happens. A player says someone's going to get strapped. Teams go out dancing on logos. Asses get whooped. So I'm going to give George Kittle as my offensive MVP. He has been absolutely on a tear. I think he's only, what, 157 yards away from 1,000. Yeah. It'll be the first time the Niners have had a pair of 1,000 receiving guard wide receivers, I think, since Jerry Rice and John Taylor. I could be wrong. But somewhere along those lines, it has been a while. So with that being said, I think George Kittle will continue his stretch of uh, dominating. Once again, the Titans are not good in coverage against uh, tight ends. Rashawn Evans, and I, I will hype up Cunningham and uh, Rhett Evans. I think they're very good against the run. Not so much against pass coverage, guys. So George Kittle is my guy. I think he'll break 150 yards once again. I'm going to drop him two touchdowns. Uh, maybe not 10 receptions. I think I'll give him eight. So eight, 163, two touchdowns. I think Kittle just has another lights out game. Damn. All right. Um, uh, so, Matt, did you see the It was comment? a military thing. Yeah. yeah. Dude, yeah. I've been out of the military for 15 years, bro. <laughs> I forget all those. I forgot. I forgot half of the little the little army songs that we used to sing and all that stuff. So, That's but funny. hello, sir. You were probably enlisted, so you worked for a living. I'll give you that one. He was. He's. He's a navy. Yeah. Uh So offensive MVP. Um. You know. I'm. I got to do it once a year just because they're the unsung heroes of the NFL. The Titans are one of the top teams in terms of total sacks. They're right there with the 49ers, um, it, you know, in the top half of the league. My offensive MVP is going to be Trent Williams. I think he's going to boost up that PFF grade to even higher heights. We usually go with skill position players, but I think that keeping Jimmy Garoppolo upright is of critical importance in this game. So Trent Williams is going to knock some dudes on, on their ass. They're going to be able to run behind him. They're going to be able to pass with him there. I think that Trent Williams just makes a case for why he is, you know, regardless of position, probably the best player in the NFL right now. I like that. I just watched Silverback, his documentary last night. I don't know How if you guys it? have had a chance. It was really it good. Dope? It was nice. really good. He's got uh, Schefter in it, Little Wayne's in it. They're like best friends. Um, a bunch of Adrian Peterson, Vernon Davis. It's really good. You guys, you guys should check it out. Um, I had to rent it from Amazon, but it's like, four bucks or something yeah it's, whatever it's a, that's fine it's a good watch 
and he gets into his whole brain cancer scare with with the Washington football team. Yeah, it's good. You should check it out. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas, Melissa. Melissa. Thank you for tuning in. Yeah. Um, All right, yeah, Zach, I, you got on offense. Real quick, I put it in the chat. Send us your offensive and defensive MVP predictions and your final score predictions. If you guys get any of those predictions right, we'll send you merch. Last week, for the first time in over a year that we've been doing this, somebody actually got the final score right, and we got them some merch. So maybe it could be you after tomorrow. Why do I Why do I think Zach is about to go Sebo Daniel right now? Sebo Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Rhymes with. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with... I got to go with my, my, my bet. I'm going to go with Brandon Ayuk, and I think he's going to have 125 yards receiving and a touchdown. He's been getting better progressively, statistically throughout the season. He came out. I saw a clip today between by Cam BR talking about how, oh, once I knew what they wanted out of me as a pro and how to practice, things are starting to click a lot easier for me. I think he gets it done tomorrow night. The lights are bright, national TV, day before Christmas Eve, 120 yards receiving and a touchdown. Perry, who do you got for defense? Did we uh did we get Matt's offensive MVP? Who'd you say? Yeah, Matt? yeah, yeah. I said Trent Williams. Oh, Trent Williams. Trent Williams. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's how often offensive linemen get forgot. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot his MVP. Wait, let me let me go real quick before before Perry tries to steal it. Uh, Dick Bosa, three sacks and a force fumble. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you know what though? I was going to go with the defensive lineman, but it's not Nick Bosa. It's my guy Arden Key. I think he's going to hit my sack prediction. I seriously 100% thought that Arden Key was going to be a 7-10 to 10 sack guy. I really thought Arden Key was a second-round pick when he got taken. He was really good coming out of LSU. Had some character concerns, some weight issues, which we saw occur in Oakland, which makes sense because you look at the Raiders and how they're organized, and, I mean, you know, all over the place. But with that being said, Arden Key is my guy, guys. I really think he's having just a career year already. Chris Kosierik and Miko Ryans have absolutely unlocked him. Plus, playing next to Nick Bosa has a lot to do with that. So even if Bosa doesn't hit sacks, that doesn't mean he's not doing something. So I got to give to Arden Key. I think he'll reach his total. He should have gotten a sack in Cincinnati or Atlanta, I'm sorry, the one that he absolutely got screwed on. So that being said, it might seem kind of crazy for him, but I'm going to give him one and a half sacks. I'm going to give him a pretty respectable number. No forced fumbles, but I'll throw in a couple TFLs too because, again, Arden Key has just been eating, and he's just getting pressures even if it's like half the pressures that nick bosa gets i gotta give to arden key i think he's been just eating all the time he's been playing the titans offensive line is 100 banged up Tannehill struggles under pressure he tends to kind of just fall down on sacks like kyler murray and some others so i gotta give to arden key he's been eating he's gonna continue his hot stretch give me one and a half sacks i like that i like that um defensive yeah. for me it's tough man because it's like i want to go Maybe Fred Warner, we, we arguably saw him have his best game of the season last week. Aziz Al-Shair might not play. He's questionable. I'm trying to convince myself out of Fred Warner, but I think it's going to be Fred Warner for me. It was either him or, or like Hung Fat says, Jimmy Ward in the secondary. Jimmy Ward has been balling out, but I'm going to go Fred. I think he has a pick. Um, like you said earlier, Anthony Tannehill has you know a one-to-one touchdown-to-interception ratio this season, 14 TDs, 14 picks. I think he's going to have a, at least another one tomorrow night, and I think Fred gets it across the middle. All right, guys. Final nice. score predictions. Matt, what do you got for us? 30-17, 49ers. I think they come out. They dominate. Um, I don't think that Ryan Tannehill is going to be able to you know, utilize the wide receivers to the outside effectively because I think the defensive line is going to be up his backside all night. Um, 
So for me, the 49ers get a much needed victory and they get a long break before they get to go in and smoke the, the Houston Texans. So 30-17, 49ers. I like that. I like that. Um, Perry, who do you got? You can go. I'll go last. The Titans haven't scored 25 points at least in the past three games. Their offense has absolutely been struggling. I know A.J. Brown and Julio Jones are back, but I really don't think they're going to make that much of a difference. Having them out there is big. Don't get me wrong. I won't downplay that, but I think they're banged up. I think the pass rush has just been on fire the past uh, second half of the season. Tannehill struggles under pressure. I think Joey said in the chat that um, Tannehill's uh, PFF grade drops 40 points under pressure. I like that. And I think that's just a big product of what we're going to see tomorrow. Titans offense has been struggling. Niners offense has absolutely been cooking. Give me the 49ers 36, the Titans 17. All right. Um, I saw Tommy say, read my, my prediction. I saw it. It was three to two. I put it up on the screen. Good luck with that one. Definitely take the under if that's what you're predicting the final score to be. Um, for me, I, I this is tough because the line's only three points. Um, even the ESPN, ESPN little predictor, which has actually been pretty accurate based off what I've seen is 51% to 48%, which doesn't really add up statistically. Oh, 0.4% say it's a tie. Um, in, in the Niners' favor, I'm going to say Niners 28 to 17 i think it's just got that kind of weird feel of, of yeah. a thursday night short game that's but that's actually good um when you see a negative three for the road team where the road team's giving three points that's usually an indication that vegas feels like the road team is a significantly better team at that point 20 like all the i think all these predictions are well within line um maybe a little optimistic because we want the 49ers to just go in and handle business but even Vegas is telling you, do the 49ers should be winning this one. Yeah, I agree. Um, they're, they're, they're clearly the better team as of late. And if they just go in there, do their job. I saw Tommy say they're going to start off sluggish again. I hope not. I hope they get out there. And, and we didn't talk about it. We're going to wrap things up right now. But special teams, take care of the ball. Make your kicks. Block the guy in front of you. They should be all right. Um, any final thoughts before we wrap things up, guys? Go ahead, Perry. Run the damn ball. Niners have to win the run game tomorrow night. I know Jeff Wilson and Debo Samuel are in for a tough treat, but I, I this is going to be Jimmy Garoppolo interception game. It's historically, it's just since 2018, part of 2019, part of 2020, and 2021, it's an interception in the third game. The Niners got to limit turnovers, but with that being said, they also got to run the damn ball pretty well. Even if it's four to five yards to carry, even if we don't see explosive plays, you just got to wear uh, Tennessee's defense out. So the offensive line has to win. It's going to be pretty cold tomorrow. QBs tend to struggle in the cold. So just tire them out. Win the game. Jeff Wilson, Debo Samuel, they have to dominate. That's my key. Run the damn ball. There you go. Uh, my key is for the 49ers to score on their first drive uh, touchdown and force either a three and out or a short drive from Tennessee. The 49ers are a good front-running team. If they can get out early, they're going to be able to control time of possession and they're going to be able to keep Tennessee on their back foot and having to play catch up with Ryan turnover Tannehill. So if they can get out, score early, keep Tennessee in a deficit, it's just going to be easy street for them. Good. I like that. That's a good yeah, one. That, that's a good one. I like that. They do play well while they have the lead. Um, for me, it's just take care of the ball. Jimmy, Please be smart. Look at the linebacker. Look at the safety in the middle of the field. Don't throw the ball if you don't have to. Um, and just take care of your job. Do, do your job. Take care of business. 49ers should walk out of Tennessee with a win. And 
before we wrap up, I want to say, Perry, you just sent us the tweet from Nick Wagner. I know it's from a little earlier, but Lakin Tomlinson was a Pro Bowl alternate, as well as Jimmy Ward, Alex Mack, Trenton Cannon, Armstead, Warner, and Wisnowski. So I wanted to get that in the end of the pod. Trenton Did you say Cannon? Trenton yeah, Cannon? As, no, what? I didn't yeah. even see that. Special what? teams, Trenton Cannon. It must be for his tackling, not for his returning. That's Pro Bowl <laughs> Trenton Cannon. Not you. for his ball handling, that's for sure. So no Yikes. more trash talk, Matt. You hear that? <laughs> Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl Trenton Cannon. <laughs> PBTC. Uh, Eric well, says no I'd like hospital to balls. Fire him out in the free agency after this season. So, yeah, no <laughs> hospital balls. I agree with you, Eric. Be smart, Jimmy. If you're gonna throw those high high passes, throw him to Kittle because he can at least bring him down. But don't get him hurt. That's it. Um, with all that said, we're going to wrap things up here, guys. I appreciate all of you guys tuning in this Wednesday night. I got to go make some dinner, finish wrapping some gifts. Come back here tomorrow after the game. We usually go live after Kyle Shanahan press conference. We're we'll going immediately wrap- after the game, though, because it's going to be late. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't sure. Yeah. As soon as the game wraps up, come here. Come to our YouTube channel. Come to our Twitter, um, 49ers Hive, RGS Pod on Twitter. All of our handles are below on the screen. And come break down the game. Hopefully it's a win. Subscribe to our channel. Hit the like button. You know what to do. Follow us. Our handles are on the screen. And hope all you guys have a fantastic evening, and let's get this win. Absolutely. Thanks, Perry, for joining us. Thank you guys, as always, for coming in. We love having you here. Let's go get a victory tomorrow and move on to the hapless Texans. Let's go into Week 17 so that we can kick the crap out of the Lambs with a 10-6 and record and hopefully uh, take that number five, if not the number four spot. Maybe we'll win a division. Uh, Let's get it done. So with that being said, again, thank you, as always, like subscribe comment do all that stuff predictions in the chat if you get it you get a jersey we're going to give that away um so with that being said until next time go niners